On today's edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast, we're going to get into surprise roles. Is there a player or multiple players in 2023 that might need to step up more than we're expecting right now? Plus, our favorite non-starters to watch at training camp, some more 2022 drama, all that and more on this Wednesday edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast. You are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on Eagles, your first listen each and every day. Welcome in, Eagles fans, to a Wednesday edition of the show, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Louis DiBiase, joined as always by my co-host, Gino Camilleri. And we're getting there. Training camp is right around the corner, less than two weeks away from the players hitting the field at the Novacare Complex. So on today's show, we're going to dive into some training camp players to watch that isn't on your starting 11 on offense or defense um, but, Gino, before we get into that first, I mean, this roster, we've spent months talking about how good it looks on both sides of the ball, how there really aren't a lot of surprise, I should say, not surprise, but question marks heading into a training camp for the first time in a long time. Even last year with how good we thought they could be on paper, you know, safety was still a huge question. So there was a spot there that we weren't really sure where they were headed. Um, so at the same time, although this year feels pretty secure, I do think every year stuff happens in the NFL and some players are set for a regression. Injuries can happen much more than they did last year. And so is there a player, especially in training camp that we should be watching and we'll get into non-starters more later in the show, but are there some players that might get for one reason or another because of regressed play from somebody else because of injuries? Are there some players on offense and defense that could get thrust into action this year? Maybe more than people are expecting. I think you could look at the defensive line and say a lot of those guys that you could call them non-starters, but they yeah. run a rotation, so you don't really have starters on the defensive line. It's more of who's going to get a majority of the snaps. And let's say Fletcher Cox, his play decreases exponentially from last year, right? And you're four or five games in, you're saying this isn't the true Fletcher Cox that we have seen. And you're going to need Milton Williams and even – Contavia Street or Milton's even going, a yeah. Marlon Tui Pelotu. Like one, two of those three guys are going to play meaningful minutes for you. Like, let's be real. On the interior, it's going to be Jordan Davis, Fletcher Cox, Jalen Carter, and then those three guys that I just mentioned. If one of those top guys goes down, they're going to be pivotal moving forward. And not just right away, Lou. They're going to be in the rotation. When you talk about long-term, if one of them goes down, now you're going to have to adjust the snaps that each of these guys are getting. Mm -hmm. Let's say one of the young guys goes down. Does Fletcher Cox have to get more snaps? Hopefully that isn't the case. But you talk about those guys that we say are good enough to start on other rosters around the National Football League, correct? And I was on Patricia Trainer show over at Lockdown Giants the other day, and I said there's 13 guys I would start in the National Football League on this Eagles defensive line any day of the week. But when they're put into that role, and that could happen, I mean, Fletcher Cox, he's not getting any younger, right? And Brandon Graham, let's say Nolan Smith has to pop into action or Patrick Johnson or even Kyron Johnson. How do those young guys step into that role when called upon? Because role players are great, but J.R. Smith was nothing more than a role player, right? When he was asked to be a full-time starter, it was clear why he wasn't a full-time starter. And I think that's where you kind of see the separation between a depth player, a rotational player, and a full-time starter. And that's what you have to address, yeah. especially at the defensive line. Like right away, you want to know 
who are going to be your dogs, the guys that get the majority of the snaps. But if one or two guys goes down, you know how things can go awry, especially in the trenches. No, for sure. I agree, Gino. There's a player on defense that I thought about today, and this is probably definitely deep and um, a, a little bolder than the other ones. But I was thinking about linebacker, and of course we have a lot of high expectations for Nicobe Dean. And Nico- mm-hmm. Nicholas Morrow last year was very reliable for the Bears. I mean, he played, what, every defensive snap for that team. But I'm thinking there's almost no guarantees in his contract. The Eagles have had, you know, last year their linebacker signing of Kazir White worked. But normally, Howie Roseman's track record of signing free agent linebackers, very hit or miss. Morrow's not an incredible player. Their depth right now, outside of that, it's Sean Bradley, it's Christian Ellis. Ellis might right now be seen as like the favorite to be that third linebacker. But, you know, and I know he's on the practice squad and he was terrible last year in the preseason. But Davian Taylor. Oh no! I'm just, I, I thought this you would were be going a, a different direction. This would be no, 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 man. People forget go. he's still on this football okay. team. And yeah. so I'll, I'll I'll connect the dots here. The Eagles' new linebacker coach, DJ Elliott, actually coached Davian at Colorado at one point. And so you look at Taylor last year again, really bad. But still, compared to the other two backups they have, way more talented. He's a third round pick. This team clearly at some point had a certain amount of belief in. And in 2021, I mean, people forget before he got hurt, it was a very small sample size, but he was actually playing pretty well when they benched Eric Wilson for it was Singleton and then it was Taylor. So, again, this is a a, a scenario that I cannot see playing out, but it's a player that I think makes sense for this topic of like someone you just wouldn't expect to have a big role this year that actually might. And he has to actually make the 53-man roster first. But, you know, considering the history he has with Elliott, the investment, the just talent, and just the lack of other options, I'm just saying, I mean, I've seen crazier things happen. And I'm not predicting it, but he's someone I think that qualifies for this. I thought you were going to say Sean Bradley, but when you look at both of them, right, they're both going to have to make it through special teams, first and foremost. They're not going to be that number two or three linebacker. If Sean Bradley somewhat comes out and could be that guy, it would be shocking. But at the same time, he is a very good athlete. He is very physical, and he has had some moments in games where he's come up big for you. But like we said, could he be a full-time player? That I don't know. But Davion, Probably not, yeah. they believed at one point in time, like you had said, that he could be that guy. And, and he was the connection brutal in the Elliot, summer last year, Gino. Like, don't he get was me wrong. He he was was, I was at that Cleveland preseason game egregious still doesn't understand defense's coverages and still doesn't understand he looked like he was running around with a chicken with his head cut off but yeah as you mentioned with Elliot I mean Mm. there's some connections there and when you look at that position it's just so barren I would think that's got to be priority number one when you go to the waiver wire when everybody makes their 53-man cut downs that linebacker should be option a where you put in that waiver but right now man that's one out of left field but the rationale makes a lot of sense when you just talk because, about you know, it. It makes a lot Davian. of sense. It's less about Davian and more just about there's really nothing else. And so if yeah, you're it's, it's a National to Football me, League too, where connection yeah. is a lot. Like nepotism I, is a yeah. big thing in this league, and you do have that yeah. connection. Ellis wants to make an impression. Yeah, it makes a ton of sense. I imagine the scenario would play out more if it comes down to they need Davian Taylor. They're going to add somebody else. But I I just feel like if somebody – Yeah, I I would hope so too, even though I believed in him for a bit. But last year, you you could tell he was still a long way Mm. away. Uh, Gino, before we take a break on offense, a guy that I thought about actually, just based on, again, maybe the – 
not sexy other options. Tyree Jackson at tight end. I mean, it's, again, a talent thing over production and proven ability. But, you know, if Calcaterra doesn't really take a next step up, Dan Arnold's kind of whatever as an older veteran and, you know, Jack Stahl, we kind of know who he is at this point. I could see if Tyree Jackson, it's a huge if to stay healthy, but that's a guy I could see. I mean, it's not a bad scenario playing out if he ends up being that second guy, at least from a talent perspective. If they get anything out of Tyree Jackson at this point, yeah. it's like another guy they really casino. liked a few summers ago. It's like walking into a casino and getting a free play on a slot machine, and you like hit for a hundred bucks. That wouldn't be bad. And they have kept him on this team for the size, for the speed, for the athleticism, for the receiving prowess that he did show for a little bit in the preseason. They're like, can we get that back? But he has to be on the field, right? If he goes into this preseason and at any point. He isn't on the field, Lou. It's going to be tough to make it, especially with how deep they are. Not, not really like how talented depth-wise they are, but how many more bodies they have in that building. It might be a little tougher for him, but the idea of having Dallas Goddard and then potentially a 6-7 option as your number two tight end, man, they've tried the Hakeem Butler out. Shoot, they even threw Jordan Matthews there. This guy, if he's not going to make it, maybe they just stop doing this whole position change thing and just stick with true tight ends moving forward. But I'm yeah. with you, man. Let's let's get something out of this guy because Tyree Jackson owes me a couple bucks in my pocket after what he did. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. All right, Gino, let's talk some training camp coming up next. Just some so non-starters that we're looking forward to watching in the preseason, paying attention to at camp. All that and more coming up on this Wednesday edition of the Lockdown Eagles podcast. And guys, today's show is sponsored by our partners at eBay Motors. They've teamed up with Lockdown Fantasy Football host Vinny Lyre to bring you some of our best fantasy picks each week all season long. Whether you're prepping for a draft, and a lot of us are right now in the summer. I've got my draft in a few weeks. Or you're scouting the waiver wire. Every week we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So with draft prep definitely underway, I've been prepping hard for my main league for the upcoming season. Let's see who Vinny has picked out for us in this week's eBay's guaranteed fit fancy picks of the week. And I'm going to go with one guy. I mean, he's got some good options here, Gino, but Christian McCaffrey, and we're not big San Francisco 49ers fans right now on the Lockdown Eagles podcast. We like we'll offensive football, brother. We like but, offensive football, my friend. Right. So Christian McCaffrey, though, I mean, you look at when you're at the top of your draft and you're deciding between one of these running backs, yes, he has some injury history, but pretty much every running back beyond the age of 24 at this point does. And so you look at the lack of guarantees at the quarterback position for the Niners. You look at his ability to be a receiver as well. I mean, he was great. I mean, in the NFC Championship, you saw he was the one guy carrying that offensive production when their quarterbacks got hurt. So I think Christian McCaffrey is a guy for the pick of the week that you got to look at at the top of the draft. There's a lot of question marks with, you know, Derrick Henry and the past top guys like Delvin Cook and Austin Eckler. I think McCaffrey is the guy. I totally agree. And Christian McCaffrey, when you look at him, he's what every running back you should want in your fantasy league. Points per reception, yep. standard league, he's going to carry the load for you, just like our friends over at eBay Motors yeah. do for us. Yeah, I mean, touches 
efficiency, explosiveness. McCaffrey does have it all. I'm not a big Niners guy, but he's one of those players I've rooted for for a long time. And, you know, even when he's hurt, he makes up for it with these massive games that you're definitely not going to be, you know, left unsatisfied. So Christian McCaffrey is our eBay Motors pick of the week. Vinny Lyre from Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. And so with eBay, guaranteed fit and over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle, right at your fingertips, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternators, shocks, struts, you name it, eBay Motors has it. You got to check them out and they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car because eBay guaranteed fit helps you understand exactly what your part what the part you need is for your vehicle the first time, right off the bat. So go forth, switch gears, crank the AC, and say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up. Because now you know you'll always be set up for success from the get-go. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away. For the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, just look for the green check, get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions do apply. All right, Eagles fans, we're continuing on this Wednesday edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast, getting into training camp. It's coming up in less than two weeks. Football is right around the corner. Thank God. It's been a fun summer, but, man, just ready to talk some ball. And, uh, Gino, we're going to talk more about, I would say, some backups today that, you know, new newcomers from free agency, the drafts, and players that have a lot to prove in camp because there's a lot of starters that really don't have much to prove, and we're just trying to get them through healthy like you know Nick Sirianni has done over the last few years, which is going to give, and we talked about this last week, it's going to give these younger players more reps, more opportunities, which is also important because they're probably not going to play a lot if all things go well in the regular season. Are there some young guys, or you know, maybe they don't have to be young, but who are some players that aren't in the starting lineup that you're excited to follow along with uh, during camp in the preseason? I think it's a very topical discussion, especially with uh, the show that came out today on Netflix, Quarterback. Um, Marcus Mariota happened to be on there. And one guy that there's a scene in one of the episodes, they're running hills after practice, and the first guy he goes up to, OZ, Alameda Zacchaeus, we doing hills today? Man, I really, I'm intrigued by what OZ can bring to this offense. I truly am, because after having his best season in Atlanta, with Marcus, who we know what Marcus Mariota is. There's a reason yeah. he's in Philadelphia as a backup now, right? We, we know who he is as a player. But to see how much they trust that third, fourth, fifth passing option and how little they actually got out of it last year, Lou. Yeah. Can OZ really put that pressure on Quez Watkins enough to, one, get more snaps than he does, yeah. and two, even outperform what you have gotten out of Quez Watkins? And to look yeah. at what OZ did last year... That's without A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard. What's going to happen when he's on your third or fourth best coverage guy in the defense? That's I have high saying, expectations dude. for this kid. I wrote down Quez and Zacchaeus because, you know, do you need that guy this year? No, you've got the big three, their target monsters. Mm-hmm. These guys aren't Jenga pieces, make or break players for your offense. But as you're mentioning, because of the mismatches a lot of time they're going to have, if they can be like, if you can get the 2021 version of Quez Watkins, or if you can get the 2022 version of Olamide Zacchaeus, that's going to do wonders for this offense. Mm-hmm. I mean, not that that's going to make people change their game plan and like, well, we can't focus as much on Smith, Brown, and Goddard. Obviously, that's they're not going to have that kind of impact. But if those guys can take advantage and get more meat off the bone that Quez, you know, had that he left last year, that's big time. So yeah, watching that battle is going to be really fun. 
Yeah, it's like that one meme you always see of you can need to arrest this guy when he leaves all the meat on the chicken wings and you're like, no, yeah. man, like you got to clean those things. And that's what Quez yeah. Watkins was right. like. He left so much there where you're annoying saying too, because like he's supposed to be this explosive. I mean, all exactly. of last, last offseason, what do we say was he can be a Deshaun Jackson type or he doesn't need 10 touches to make an impact. He can get but his he has to off be the bones in two. And he wasn't right. efficient and, and he, at all. And he just wasn't. No, in the, the deep ball game outside of, the Minnesota game week two, I mm-hmm. can't think of another bomb that he caught. I mean, the Washington game he did, but he fumbled it. So, yeah, I think that definitely a fun one to watch for sure during camp is Zacchaeus versus mm-hmm. Watkins. I'm really excited to actually watch the youth at corner this summer. Agreed. Uh, you know, I think Slay and Bradbury and Maddox were pretty comfortable with that trio. But what a fun battle it's going to be between – I'm really interested in Eli Ricks from Alabama. I mean, this kid – I just it's why I love Tariq Woolen last year. Give me a corner with that kind of size and length, and he can move like that. Really fun to watch, and of course he's undrafted. But you know what? He didn't give up a touchdown last year in the SEC, which is incredible. Between Eli Ricks, he's going to battle Zach McPherson, who's cross training into the slot this year. That's mm-hmm. really interesting to me. Greedy Williams, Kelly Ringo. You still have Josiah Scott, who got a lot, a lot more playing time last year than we thought he might. So between those four, I mean, that's a fun young battle. Oh, and I Josh Job, I didn't even mention. Well, yeah, who made how, the team last year? How can you leave him off the list? Yeah, and, and right, the thing so that's guys. so intriguing about this too, Lou, is how are they going to treat this? Especially being short at safety, would they keep seven corners? They do you think there's a world where they corner. could go seven cornerbacks? Well, especially if you think Scott can play both. Because Ringo I do. had some safety project. Ringo had some projections to go to safety. Mm-hmm. In this draft process so they could go corner heavy a little like 2020 style they did that where they were just like we're gonna go db these guys are all just dbs yeah that's that's exactly how we need to start allocating it because that's mm-hmm. what we do for the draft guys drafted as a defensive back he's not a corner he's not a safety he's a db they need to keep 11 dbs i don't care how it turns out if it's just three safeties or you keep eight cornerbacks right. because how those guys are going to make the roster is how Josh Job made it last year. He was a gunner on punt team. He played multiple special teams units. He fit the profile of what they wanted as an outside corner, right? And that's what makes mm. Eli Ricks so intriguing, is that he fits exactly what they want at corner. But you're saying Darius Slay, James Bradbury, Avante Maddox, Greedy Williams, I would say, is a, a guarantee. Probably. And then Keely Ringo, since he was a draft pick, one spot between those guys, that's the ultimate yeah. competition right there. Because at the wide receiver position, Lou, that can go a multitude of different ways. So do you want to mm. keep Britton Covey? Does he even make the roster this year? Does Greg Ward make the roster because he never goes away? Or do they keep Charleston Rambo, who was from the XFL? You don't really know. Yeah. But at corner, there's five guys that you already know. And there could be five other guys battling for a single position. And if you talk about versatility... And I love that you brought up the Josh or the Zach McPherson cross training. You're not only going to have to be able to play outside corner to make that position. You might be needed at inside corner. You well, might be needed potentially at safety. You yeah. might be needed as a gunner. You might be needed as a full-time special team player. You have to be able to do everything. Yeah. So right now, Josh Job should be the incumbent favorite, but any of those guys could give him a run for his money. I agree. And, you know, I think <clears throat> not to say they're going, they're going to need these young kids, but 
you mentioned you made a good point last week. We were talking about like if there was a, a position this year that we're in a little bit of trouble with, that we didn't expect with. You know, it could be corner. It could be a regression from mm-hmm. James Bradbury. It could be a regression from Darius Slay. You know, pushing in their thirties now. Um, Avante Maddox was not able as good as he was last year. He was not able to stay healthy consistently. Mm-hmm. He was banged up all throughout the season. Kept coming in and out of the lineup. They're going to probably need some of these guys, at least at one point or another. And there's a lot of upside with this group, but there's not a lot of experience in the NFL. So seeing what they do in camp in the preseason and see, you know, as you mentioned, like who's going to really come out on top in that mosh pit, it's going to be definitely a fun watch for sure. Uh, Gino, to wrap up the show, one last topic about 2022. I'm getting sick of talking about Super Bowl 57 and all that, but they just keep giving us material. So Dallas Goddard, I want to get your thoughts. on. First off, did you? I don't know if you saw Debo Samuel hung up on CBS radio when they asked him about the Eagles game this year, which is accountability. The they game. are Viking Saints level, Patty. Man, yeah. it's, it's funny. Accountability. I, I can't wait yeah. for that. And Jeez. Debo's I also want to say, I know where you're going with the Dallas Goddard thing. What Dallas said today I yeah. know people took it out of context. He wasn't saying that the Eagles lost that game because of the turf, right? And he, he oh, said, "Yeah, put us on." Because people are saying like the Eagles need to stop talking about the Super Bowl. Yeah, and he said if they played in, they on get a asked neutral about field, it. it's not their yeah. fault. They're not just it, bringing this up out of the blue. Yeah, it was a. It's on part of my take. They asked these questions for yeah. a reason, and he said, and "Of all it, podcasts, like come on, yeah." It, ten out of ten times, the Eagles beat that. Yeah, that's what you want the guy to say. You don't want to say, oh, yeah, Pat Mahomes comes out and smokes us every single time. We know right. that's the reality more than likely. Yeah, but you yeah. want your guy backing it up. Do you know, I was going to bring up, too, because he mentioned the the famous like third and fourth and short mm-hmm. play. The QB sneak or Jalen Hurts just cannot be stopped. You know, 92% of the time, he said on Jason Kelsey's mm-hmm. podcast, where you know three or four guys are pushing him right up the middle. And Goddard said actually that some NFL teams eventually started to trash talk them and say like run a real play, like almost like saying like this is a, a cheat, like you actually can't earn this this play. Um, and it's interesting. I, I again, I, I get the uh, the perspective of like we don't like an automatic play in sports. Like I totally get it, but. My thing with like a defense talking trash to the Eagles, like, oh, run a real play or you're not going to get this first down. It's like you're allowing them to have so many third and fourth and short opportunities. Like you have to stop them first for them to like switch it on the Eagles and be like, you know, you, you wouldn't get a first down if it wasn't up to this play. It's like, dude, it's third and inches or fourth and inches every single drive. So, I mean, that, and why that logic that? is because ridiculous. Your too. offense was on schedule on first and second down and right. pick up the yardage that they needed right. to. And yeah, no, I think it's a very. I think that play is so much more technical because when you were listening to Dallas Goddard talk about that, he was saying how much the Eagles actually practice that. It's not something that they go out there. It's like, oh, backyard football. We're just going to do this to pick up the first down and then go about it. No, they say Jason Kelsey practices low. They have to know what is the contingency plan. If Kelsey misses his first guy, who's going to be the next guy? But there's a lot that goes into that. And people just think it's, oh, it's just backyard football. No, it's the National Football League picking up a yard, as we saw with Kenneth Gainwell on third and one in the Super Bowl. It's not always a guarantee. And look what happens on the next play. Jalen Hurts fumbles the football. So if people want to complain, you have to go through every single play and break down every single play why that is illegal. That play is perfectly legal. They already had the Bush push rule way back in the day. If you don't like Jalen Hurts running down your throat, maybe you should get a bigger defensive tackle. I got news for you, too. Even if he didn't have four guys pushing him from behind, Jalen Hurts is going to, like, fourth and two or shorter. He's going to get that. 
I mean, look he's, at what he did. Look at the, the, the rushing touchdown he had, or that, or yeah, the two point conversion where he carries four guys himself. <laughs> four dudes, yes. Or look at the Minnesota game, his long rushing touchdown, where he's literally with his back to the end zone, backing a dude down mm-hmm. like he's Shaq posting somebody up in the paint to the end zone. So that's the other thing is like, yes, they do push him, but to make it seem like that's why Jalen Hurts, like if it was Tom Brady, I get it. Mm-hmm. But Jalen Hurts is like the most like the strongest quarterback when it comes to his lower body that the the league has, and that's what they were saying. Uh, I believe it was uh, PFT said you guys could do that play every single time and probably go down the field. And Dallas is like, yeah, if you ran that every play, Jalen's gonna pop one. Like there's gonna come a time when that play goes for a touchdown, Lou. And everybody's saying like, oh, we need to revisit oh, yeah. it again, and it's just gonna be the same old thing. But the great part about it is. 2022 is gone. We're on to 2023, yeah. man, and we're less than two weeks away from training camp at this point. And the great thing about Jalen Hurts, and I love that that show quarterback came out today because you saw how Pat Mahomes realized he had to get to that next level, right? Like, what happens when Jalen Hurts goes super saiyan? Like, these guys are complaining about 2022. It's like, no, you should worry about 2023 and beyond Jalen Hurts because that player was just the first of what is to come. What he has now, man, I, I think this offense, it, it, it's in for something big. I, like, I, I, I love talking about Olamide Zacchaeus and Quez and what DeAndre Swift can bring to the receiving game and how Kenny Gainwell might be your 15th best passing option and how all of these guys are oh, going to yeah. make an awesome well, offense that's why I to feel, watch. That's why I feel so confident in this. Like, even if the defensive line isn't as good as it was last year, even if the secondary regresses, right, or the offensive line, I, and I'm not predicting any of this, or if the offensive line, if right guard, you know, they these guys can't replace Isaac Samalu, mm-hmm. just alone the trio of Smith, Brown, and Goddard with Jalen Hurts, that alone makes me think, like, we're going to have a chance in any game I against mean, anybody. Yeah. Points are like when you can put up points like that. It, it obviously you need trench play, and the Eagles know that more than anybody. But outside of the lines, that's what gives me the most confidence. Like this, that group of four, those four guys, just at will. We saw in the Super Bowl can put the ball in the end zone. So yeah, I mean, I can't. This offense is the part I'm just so excited again to see this this year, and just to see how they evolve and. Even with that sneak play, let's see how they they trick it up a little bit. I think they did that last year once against. Yeah, I don't you know get, if it was you'll the get a nice game. little. Yeah, where they fake the, the sneak, and then yeah. and Hertz even did the leg movement where you think he's going forward, and he stops and he pitches it. Mm-hmm. They got a first down there, so to see the creativity and how they try to stay ahead of the curve this year, it's going to be fun, man, and that all starts with camp. So we'll continue to get into it. We've got camp in less than two weeks. Next week, we're going to dive into all our positional previews as well, so make sure you subscribe to Lockdown Eagles for a show starting again next week with training camp back up and running Monday through Friday on all podcast platforms and on YouTube as well. But that's going to do it for this Wednesday edition of the show. For Gino Camilleri, I'm Lou DiBiase signing off. This has been Lockdown Eagles, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, thank you for downloading, thank you for watching and listening. Let's go, birds. Fly, Eagles, fly.